Welcome to Reapproaching Christ, the podcast where we love the scriptures and bring you contemporary insights into the scriptures and Christ's perfect messages for our day. I'm your host, Dr. John Dunn. Hi, and welcome to today's broadcast about entropy and enzymes. If you're one of those disciples who's ever had a rough day talking about the gospel and Jesus Christ with atheists or agnostics or scientists, today's broadcast is just for you. As we turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, we read the following, which we accept as complete truth. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness. That's Jesus Christ. John is talking about the Savior and his immense power, his creativity, his alliance with God the Father, and the fact that he was completely involved in the creative process of our world and the universe. Now, those scriptures, they assure us of his full participation in the creation, his knowledge, his command of all the elements. But to first understand the creation, you have to acknowledge and understand the most universal force in the physical universe. This is where you can start talking intelligently to scientists and evolutionary biologists and even atheists. The most universal force in the physical universe is entropy. Now, entropy, that's the tendency of every physical element and system to become increasingly more random or chaotic unless it's acted upon by some directing outside influence that deliberately organizes it and overcomes this universal tendency of entropy towards disorganization. Now, imagine you've got a bag of marbles. You know, you've all had one of those. You spill your marbles accidentally on the floor. What happens? You know what happens. They scatter in complete disorder. They don't magically become organized into neat little rows or one nice little line. Despite that universally recognized truth regarding entropy, the things become more random. You've got atheists, agnostics, cynics, noted scientists, evolutionary biologists, physicists, all promoting this theory that the extremely complex and these miraculous creations you see all around us, including your own body, just randomly arose out of disorganized elements, like those marbles. Following this, mind you, a massive interstellar explosion of unparalleled proportions, titled the Big Bang, that violently ejected like molten elements out into all directions with no controlling intelligence. And out of that, that chaos, that disorganization, life was supposed to spontaneously arise with no outside influence. As believers, we accept and embrace God and Christ, planning and controlling those massive amounts of mass of energy. And this let there be light moment, that can be a big bang. But again, it would be totally under God's complete oversight, deliberate planning, and the governance of Christ. So imagine randomly throwing a group of alphabet blocks into a room. Tell us to the next scientist you meet, right? You close the door. You get these alphabet blocks just strewn around the room. Close the door and lock it. 
You return later, unlock the door, and you discover that the blocks are in the exact center of the room, and they're arranged in a perfect pyramid in precise alphabetical order. What's your first impression? What's your theory of how that happened? Oh, wow. Somebody must have thrown a grenade in here. No, that's ridiculous and unbelievable. As one sage observer once commented, it'd be like a tornado ripping through a print shop and creating a book of Shakespeare's sonnets. Never going to happen. It would take way more faith to believe that than to recognize that God and Christ and their perfect intelligence and design were at work here. Entropy would defeat any other process, and entropy would continue indefinitely to destroy any orderly arrangement. But where science really falls down is the biological end of creation, attempting to explain how all this life was created. The leading theory is that life spontaneously arose out of a primordial ooze. Now, that's a pool of random inorganic elements like carbon, oxygen, hydrogen, ammonia, and these other elements and molecules. With some random spark of energy, these lifeless elements are theorized to form organic compounds and evolve into life forms. Now, mind you, every top evolutionary biologist since the 1950s has attempted to duplicate the perfectly ideal conditions for that phenomenon to occur in perfectly controlled laboratory systems, and they've never succeeded in forming a single enzyme, the most critical of all organic molecules that life allow life to actually operate and survive. They're huge proteins. They have complicated specific shapes, much less creating DNA, the simplest cellular organelle like a mitochondria and an endoplasmic reticulum. In short, Despite these Nobel award-winning scientists' best efforts, mind you, in pursuit of yet another Nobel Prize and incredible fame and fortune, they can't even come close to generating the simplest form of unicellular life. Dep you know, this is despite repeated attempts over decades under absolutely perfect laboratory conditions. Quite simply, without God and Christ's oversight and direction, the incredible life forms you observe all around you every day, including your own perfected body, would not exist. You would not exist. And you're created in his image and his disciples who recognize that. Even among decorated PhD scientists, don't ever feel that you as a disciple of Christ are any less than the smartest person in the room. Science itself assures us that entropy and enzymes are two indisputable proofs of the need for Christ for the need for the Father as a directing force in the universe. As we reapproach Christ, who is perfectly united with God the Father, as the co-creator, director, stabilizer, the sustainer of all life, we can better appreciate his perfections and powers. So this week, let's concentrate on humbly recognizing his influence in both creating and maintaining the stability of everything around us and reapproach Christ with even more gratitude for his permeating influence and continuing grace in our lives. Please visit us again, and we'll explore more of the scriptures as we reapproach Christ.